Hello, welcome to Marcel's Medieval Magic, the podcast that has me, Marcel Losada, reading through and commenting on medieval texts with my friends who have not heard or read these texts because they all have lives. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes, and I urge you to come visit my website at marcelspodcast.com. It's definitely a work in progress, but I'm going to be housing some cool stuff there, especially by the end of the year. We're just going to try to get some t-shirts and that kind of jazz on there. Um, so once again, come find us at marcelspodcast.com. Continue listening to us on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, so our guests today are the lovely Ms. Allison Nava-Holstein and Nina Benegas. How are you ladies doing? Doing great. So excited to be here doing Medieval Lit. Love it. Yes. Love to have you. The most excited yeah. I've ever been about Medieval Lit ever. <laughs> I think I'd probably have to echo that. This is the most excited I've ever been about Medieval Lit. And Honest. it's, you know. This is such a great day for Medieval Lit. <laughs> it really is. It's you getting know? a bump. Sweet. I'm glad uh, you're into it. I'm glad you're ready. Um, and I think you're going to be happy with the theme and topic for today. So I'll launch into that. Uh, It's a little different from what I normally do. So normally I pick a narrative that's a couple hundred lines and we'll go through the narrative line by line. Um, So we're still going line by line in medieval poetry and I had to modernize. I had to do some work. We have one that we might not get to. It kind of depends on how long we run. Um, We'll see. It might be a two-parter kind of thing where we'll come back together for the last part at some point. Um, But we're going to look at a couple of different poems this time, all right? And I gotta tell you that uh, for today, the topic broadly is about women in literature during the Middle Ages. Awesome. Always excited about women. Yeah. (laughs) And Uh, literature. Are you excited about the Middle Ages though? (laughs) I will be by the end of this podcast, yay! I, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think you're going to have feelings. At That's least what I'll two put thirds we're excited about, Marcel. Sweet. Yeah. At least two thirds. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, it's mostly men writing about women. So, so <laughs> you're going on a ride. That's going to get us heated. That's the Middle Ages part. <laughs> Yay. That's, yeah. I mean, does thing, do things change? No, <laughs> they do not. That's the literature part. <laughs> Was he white? Of course. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just giving the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I'm just checking. Just uh, providing context. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's start out All right, uh, let's do it. with a couple of questions first. Like, uh, what do you ladies know about medieval poetry? And what do you expect we're going to see in these poems? So I'll start there. Misogyny? <laughs> that's yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I think that's 10 points. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty fair guess yeah um so in the spirit of full disclosure i have taken some medieval literature courses um in my various english majors but um my memory is not fantastic and i most likely did not read these because we kind of did the heavy hitters right so like we did the chaucer we did the sir gowan and and all that fun stuff um but yeah i'm definitely expecting some uh some pretty uh pretty heavy misogyny um, I'm expecting some mansplaining, um, <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, I love when men try and decipher how women think and feel um, like they have authority or experience in talking about that. I especially love when men tell me how I feel. Oh, yeah. As a woman. Yeah. Especially that's after I just told them how I do feel. And then they tell me, oh, no, they that's actually not you. how you felt. Uh-huh. Like, oh, thank you so much for telling me. Yeah. And then throw in some sex and violence. 
Yeah. Mm. There's yeah. Def- there has to be some sex and violence in there. <laughs> I mean, it is. Otherwise, why would anyone read it? It's in the Middle Ages. It is the Middle Ages. It's yeah. the same thing yeah. as like Marvel. Why would anyone read it <laughs> if it's not sex or violence? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Got yeah. It. We got to throw them all in spandex and they all have to be beautiful, right? In Marvel world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, 100%. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to be in spandex if you're not thin. Oh, duh. Yeah. yeah. With muscles. It's not just thin. Oh, yeah. I need to see muscle that, definition. That is true. Right. Yeah. That is yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. We that don't have any yoked. like Angelina Jolie, like super, super thin, like supermodel type people. No, we in, have Hemsworths. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I shouldn't have said Angelina Jolie because she is going to be in the Eternals in Spanish. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. That was my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, she is totally normal and uh, certainly doesn't depict what average people look like in beauty. <laughs> uh, no, 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 she does. And there's nothing wrong with being that thin. We she just is. maybe shouldn't only say that they... Look might that enjoy the right. comfort of spandex. I right. also enjoy the comfort of spandex. Yes. <laughs> Often. Everyone, well, yeah, if you want to rock spandex, I, you know, I'm not go a fan. Nuts. I mean, yeah. are we all going to pretend on this podcast that we're not all sitting here in our spandex? <laughs> <laughs> I do a fair amount You're of saying. cycling, so sometimes I am decked out in full <laughs> spandex and I feel fabulous. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Right. You should. Yeah. I admire that. I certainly do. Sorry, um, tangent. No, these are fantastic okay. points. So um, I think we're going to get started with the, the first text. Okay. And this first one is titled, I Have a Lady. Now, um, titles didn't exist back in the medieval ages, um, by and large. There's very few pieces that are titled. So what they typically do is they'll title it based on either numerically or the first line of whatever it is. So the first line opens up with, unsurprisingly, I have a lady. So thoughts on the title? Who's they? Uh, they? it's, It's an author. Or a narrator who's saying, I have a lady. Mm. Yeah. I have a lady for what is my, is my question. So I have a lady who cleans my house. I have a lady (laughs) who pleasures me sexually on a regular basis. I have a lady who like carries my spawn. I feel like those all might be the same thing. They might. Yeah. I mean, I have a wife covers all of those things in theory. In theory. In theory. Yeah. In the middle ages. And sometimes in today. <laughs> <laughs> Not I. But. So I'll continue. Hey, uh, I have a lady, wherever she be, that seldom is the sovereign of my thought. So um, if you were wondering, um, essentially the poet's saying, I have a lady, wherever she is, mm-hmm. uh, that is rarely the only thing I think about. <laughs> 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 All right. On whose beauty, when I behold and see, reminds me how well she is wrought. So this time, you know, it's kind of saying, like, when I see her beauty, it reminds Uh me how well she's made. So we went from... So we don't think about her often, but we think she's beautiful. Yeah. Got it. Uh Gotcha. So it's his side chick. I don't know. (laughs) Or one of many. Because if there are many beautiful ladies... He, like, rotates through them, and there are only so many hours in the day. That's why he doesn't think of her often. I also don't think that she really exists. I think that this is kind of the dream girl. Okay. Oh. Um, because if he doesn't really know where she is, I feel like if she were the wife, it would kind of be his business to know where she is, and he would take that upon himself yeah. to know where she is all the time. Right. But if this is, like, ethereal <laughs> dream girl then he might not know exactly where she is. And that's fine, because she's ethereal, so we don't need to know. 
Yeah, and it definitely says know. wherever she be. Yeah, yeah. Like, wherever. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that yeah. non that nonchalant attitude. Is. I feel like is not what most men at that time really felt about their wives. Mm-hmm. I know if my husband was like, "Oh, wherever she is," I'd be like, "You should know where I am, <laughs> right?" Like that's yeah. kind of like your responsibility. Like at least have like you don't have to GPS track me, but you should know at least that I'm alive. Yeah. Right? Where, where's your wife? Ah, I don't know. Alive. Where, <laughs> yeah, wherever she be. Wherever yeah. she be. Yeah. I don't know. She texted yeah. me five hours ago. I should probably check on her. <laughs> so, yeah. continues. Continues. I think I thank fortune that she brought me into her grace. So fair is she, but not in an angelic way. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts, Allison? <laughs> Is she ugly? <laughs> <laughs> it does say, so, so fair is she, but not in yeah. an angelic way. What's the yeah. opposite of angelic? Right. <laughs> I mean, satanic? I guess, yeah. That's right? the yeah. opposite, right? I guess, yeah. Metal. Not that satanic is ugly. Right. Because, like, emo can be super cute, but, like... <laughs> yep. But it feels like he's, like, my side chick that I don't think about super often is kind of ugly, which is why I hide her. Yeah, and I don't think they had emo in the Middle Ages. <laughs> I think <laughs> they they're pretty it, much... They just didn't have a name for it. <laughs> Au contraire. <laughs> I, would, I would venture to say that uh, the new iteration of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight is very emo. Um, and I didn't even enjoy it, even though it was emo. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Or la- no, two guests ago... Um, Loved the movie, so um, oh, well, which I can, thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, it was not my favorite. They were uh, wrong. <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought about, and I keep coming back to it. Maybe I should at some point make a film verse text comparison. I think so. Where they go um, off the rails. So maybe we'll do that at some I, point. Did yeah, you do? Anyway. Did that just come up in the podcast, or was that like you did a special where you did people react to this movie? So no, we uh, oh, okay. uh, it just came up. It's oh, come okay. up every time I've had a guest that's come on the podcast um, since that movie came out. They mention having seen that movie if they have, right? Uh, like um, so, but it's come up like literally the past two or three episodes. So yeah, that's an hour and forty minutes of my life I will never get back. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. no. Um, I, maybe it's because I'm British, but like. Seeing Dev Patel, like Dev Patel's a good looking guy, but there's only so much I need of his profile riding a horse through the moors. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my husband was saying like, oh, the cinematography was amazing. I was like, you're clearly not British because like, we don't think the moors are beautiful. They're just, it's just like empty fields and they're dark and gloomy looking. Like, I don't know what about that you thought. And Dev Patel looked dark and gloomy looking. He, <laughs> he looked like he was pissed off. He looked very emo actually. Um, but it was like 20 minutes of that. It was. It certainly. was. Yeah. Um, it was. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, what I liked, this is a total segue, but um, what I liked was that they stuck closer to the text than I thought they were going to oh, yeah. stick. You know, so there's Even the definitely, trippy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have it all. They didn't have the whole hunting sequence. Um, uh, you know, there's there's a lot with um, um, I forget the, his name right now, but essentially um, the Lord version of the Green Knight, Burton, Sir Burton, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, uh, like, like I said, you know, in the future we'll go through it. Uh, but for this one, uh, Miss mm-hmm. Allison, you're right. Uh, it does certainly say so fair is she, but not in an angelic way. <laughs> Her beauty is like none other. For surely, even if she were made of brass, face and all, she has enough fairness okay and so i don't know what that means like the brass part 
uh, is interesting. It's saying like if she was a statue that's made of brass is yeah. the way I'm like kind of reading it. Um, then, um, you know, she still has enough fairness, but I don't know what the fuck that means. It could also be that her skin is being compared to brass, that she's got like an orangey tone, um, which is something that was like a common diss in the middle ages. I went down this rabbit hole also trying to see if like statues of brass had any connotations in the middle ages. Um, but it really goes beyond the scope of what this podcast is for. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, I don't know. But, um, you know, that's where we ended up. It continues. Her eyes are hollow, which means sunken. Yeah, yeah. And green as any grass. And ravenish yellow um, is her sunny hair. So um, it says like dark blonde, right? Wait, so her eyes are sunken, but they're green like grass? Uh huh. But uh, green, in this case, um, is often associated with uh, inconstancy and envy. So it means like you're, um. you're much more unfaithful and um, probably uh, jealous, right? Got it. Yeah. Up until that point, I thought you were describing me when I'm dehydrated and haven't slept. <laughs> like, I have sunken green eyes, too, and I, I still think I'm beautiful. But yeah. Apparently, apparently, that's not the point. Uh, uh. And do you have ravenish yellow hell or dark blonde? Oh, my blonde? gosh. Kind of. I mean, it's not that far off. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is getting creepy, guys. I got yeah. I to get out. I still feel a bit stalkery. And these are also going to be against the courtly um, kind of conventions of beauty, right? Mm. Um, So they're kind of like off of what you would expect. You would want the blue eyes and the blonde hair, even back then, was seen as like. Or it'd be clear eyes were um, also kind of like preferred. Um, But sometimes dark eyes were preferred. Um, Sometimes pale eyes were seen as also um, associated with inconstancy and envy. So, um, you know, like. uh, it's an interesting point, but beauty has changed um, a little in some ways and not at all. In some ways. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Oh, well, okay. You mean it's a cultural construct? <laughs> Keep wild. that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> there too, uh, which is kind of like therefore, she has of every comeliness such quantity given to her by nature that matches her stature. Right? Um, so I think they're saying that it, it, she's short. Right? Like, There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> as a bolt her eyebrows were shaped so they're straight her eyebrows are like totally straight and the editor tells us her brows are 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 arched like an arrow or a bolt for fastening which means her brows (laughs) her brows are straight not arched arched brows were then as now a conventional sign of beauty right so she's just got like you know caterpillars on her head dude yeah Um, and beetle browed she is also with all so, um, beetle brown means it was like furry, like a beetle. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, it means prominent brows. Um, but I, I do like eyebrows too. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I mean, prominent brows are very in right now. They are. But maybe not like straight across. Oh yeah. She just needs a new like eyebrow lady. Does she tweeze them herself? <laughs> Is what the women listening to this podcast want to know. Oh, well, okay. We're going to move away from some of her uh, appearance now. So the poet continues. That's so progressive, Marcel. Uh, I don't know if you're going to say that in a second. Probably not. So the poet continues. And of her wit, which means intelligence, right? Uh Um, She was as simple and innocent as a child that knows no good at all. (laughs) Uh, Would you like to comment, uh, Miss Nava Holstein, on men commenting on women's intelligence? Did he just call her stupid? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She was as simple and innocent as a child that knows no if good at all. If a man ever called yeah. me simple. Mm. 
a few than a man has never called you simple. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. It's hilarious, really. Yeah, well, I mean, it's something. I mean, <laughs> like, it, it's funny. It's one of those, like, cry funny things. Like, I'm laughing. I'm, like, crying because it's ridiculous, but I'm also a tad bit homicidal. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. Like, not, not as much as I would actually do it, but, like, a little homicidal. Like, the, re- the healthy amount of homicidal, okay? Like, the healthy amount where, like, if a man called me simple, I would strangle him? <laughs> yes. yes. That healthy amount. Good job. Love it. Yes. The next line, she is not thick. <laughs> I was like drinking wine at the same time that that happened. <laughs> I knew we were going to get to the boobs and butt at some point. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get into this conversation. For this podcast, I am spelling thick with two C's here because yes. I think it translates. The only way to spell it. The only way. So she is not thick. Her stature is but small. So she's thin and short. Yeah, so she's thin and short, which actually a lot of people I think today's day would be like, that's the sign of beauty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. You know, today's very personally bashed on. (laughs) If you're like tall and thick, that's not as good as being like, it's not as much of the beauty standard as being short. But thick thick, is very specific because you're not allowed to be chubby. You just have to yes. have a big ass and big boobs and a small waist. Uh-huh. You're not allowed to actually be thick. It's the hourglass right. figure. Yes. But right. if you're tall and thick, then that is just, then all of a sudden, you know. You then all get, of a sudden men are threatened because yes. you're bigger <laughs> and better. And probably can stronger. lift more than they can. Yes. Yeah. And, and they get um, monsterized a lot of time. Like, um, yes. like, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, a Wonder Woman walks dangerously close to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes. the Amazons and stuff. Um, right. I mean, and then I don't know if you guys have seen. Um, have you? Do you know Resident Evil? Have you? Does that mean anything yes. to you guys? It rings a bell. Okay, so it's a popular uh, brand of video games, right? Yes. Yeah. And so in the latest iteration, um, they had this one woman who's like a nine foot tall female vampire uh, uh, matron, right? right? Like she's like the matriarch of the the line, right? And she's Lady Demistru. Um, and she is a monsterized, giant, curvy woman, you know. And there's a ton of porn about, uh, out about it, of course, right? Of course. Like, yeah, because that's Obviously. the way that men can kind of contain women into a right. manageable, fuckable thing, right? Right. Um, but the original idea is like, wow, this giant, uh, curvy, rich woman yeah. is a monster, like She's literally also a right? monster, dude. Yeah. So. That's so annoying. Um, when and I she think has sisters like, and stuff, and she eats men. A beautiful, <laughs> so, yeah. like thick. Curvy woman, I think like Meg the Stallion. That's what okay. I'm like. Yeah, yes, I, I see that. Well, because we also, I mean, the line is very thin with um, how homophobia comes into this as well. Because when you have um, you know women who are uh, more muscular, who are taller, who who yeah. display more um, uh, quintessential kind of masculine features, then we get into the assumption, oh, is she a lesbian or, yeah. or is she, because she's butch, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's problematic, 100%. too. Um, oh, uh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you wonder, why don't we have more um, funding for women's sports? And why don't we have more girls who are who are serious about being weightlifters? Or, yeah. Right? I mean, it, it's all connected. Yeah. No, and very sad. Are, yeah, those are yeah. excellent points. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, so as we mentioned but i think it bears repeating she is not thick her stature is but small her fingers be little and not long 
I mean, <laughs> I like how you're both looking at your fingers right away. Like, like are we compare? I mean, do my nails count? Yeah. Um, for the length of Honestly, my fingers, though, probably like, not. The nails make them longer, and they I think do. they're prettier almost. <laughs> So, like, fuck you, whoever wrote this. That's a beauty I, standard. Yeah. Because now Honestly, all our fingers it are just, supposed to yeah. be longer. But, yeah, I, I definitely think that long, I, I, my grandmother used to call them piano fingers. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. if you're going to be a yeah. good pianist, you need to have long right. fingers because otherwise you can't reach all the keys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that that's a beauty standard and that's connected to um, the women's fashion trend uh-huh. of having longer acrylic yeah. nails. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, so if you have short, stubby fingers... Yeah, th- this guy is not getting any favors with his side chick. Okay, so no. very I'm feeling this isn't a side chick. Issa tells me that she likes her finger curves. It's because she has short, like, chubby fingers. Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah. I love my finger curves. Yeah. I know, isn't that so cute? That makes me really happy on the inside. <laughs> that makes me feel all sorts of fuzzy things about women's empowerment and loving yeah. your body. Yeah. Yeah, yes, absolutely. body positivity yeah. for the fingers. It's yeah. about time. It's, it's not even something I thought about. We need a hashtag. Yes. Yes. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. Yeah. Accepting viewer suggestions. <laughs> finger positivity. Finger positivity. So the next one uh, is her skin is as smooth as an ox's tongue. <laughs> right. And so I've what got the, a picture smooth. up here what the? where you can see an ox's like tongue. Right. I'll move out of the way. It's probably not smooth. Because I've had lengua before. Yeah. If you've ever had lengua, that's not. Yeah. I was gonna say. Not. I. I, I haven't eaten it though because it's gross. I personally. could have shown you. Um, I like lengua. Yeah. Um, I'll have it. Um, you know, I'll eat all the weird You'll shit. You'll eat everything. Yeah, I, eat everything. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'm Argentine, um, so we eat every part of the cow, like you know, from barbecue hoof all the shit to the end. Oh yeah. I'm from American. To horn, yeah. You know. Um, you know. Except the, the literal shit, we don't barbecue that. So, uh, well, we have chinchulín, which is like the intestines, and you gotta like mash out the shit before, close you, like in the hard. Yeah, yeah. so very close to it. just shit too in Argentina, <laughs> right? Like, and then you fill it with chimichurri though, and you barbecue Ooh. it. Holy shit! Put it's chimichurri so good. on anything. Yeah. And I And you wash it. it out with vinegar first, um, white vinegar. Um, you know, it's really interesting. There's a process. Neutralize but, the smell. Uh-huh, exactly, okay. and the acids gotcha. work the magic inside. Ah. You know, it's really a, it's a process, you know, okay. but. You know, uh, and anyway, anyway, like, yeah, Back I really to the appreciate the tongue being smooth, yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> this picture, by the way, uh, is where it, the, there's an actual ox still attached to the tongue. Yeah. Most of the other pictures when I Googled this were the detached tongue oh, because it's used in cooking yeah. and I didn't want to horrify you guys. Thanks. So yeah. I appreciate uh, yeah, that. Thanks. Ladies. You just yeah. ate. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't because uh, even I am okay with butchering and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, um, you know, uh, I'm not, I know you're not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, not a fan. yeah, it was a little rough even for me. I was like, this is like a dismembered tongue. It's just sitting mm. there Ew. and it's food, right? Like it's calories. It, it feeds people. It, it nourishes, you know, like, yeah. uh, it is like the basis of the entire it's... saw series. Right. So <laughs> did mean... you watch the saw series? Uh, yes. <laughs> Multiple. So you're times. a horror I, person. I am a okay. horror person. Okay. And even I don't really want to see a dismembered, uh, ox 
tongue, and I certainly don't want to be mansplained and told that it's smooth. <laughs> I'm sorry, my well, tongue smooth, is not right? smooth. It's not smooth. No. It's saying her skin is like really bubbly. Like, oh, um, so it's not smooth. Oh. Right. It's saying it's, oh. it's, it's, it's. I thought he okay. was, this was no. a guy who had clearly never yeah. been on a farm before no. and didn't know what was Medieval going on. Medieval people are very connected to animals. Oh, so if you okay, haven't noticed, a like point. a lot of the uh, yeah. um, descriptions are animal in yeah. nature. Oh, okay, right? gotcha. Like a uh, ravenish so black hair. Her skin is not soft. Right, he's saying Got like uh, so her he skin is as smooth like as an ox's her? tongue. It's it's it's, like, it's horrible. Dude, if you're gonna spend all yeah. this time just like bagging uh, on her, exactly, yeah. then why are you even writing a poem about her? Except this seems kind of like I I don't. It's not slut shaming. It's it almost like, feels like she rejected him. Oh, and now okay. maybe he's bashing on her. Oh, maybe. Or yeah. this is kind of a weird feminist attempt of like I love it's kind of like what is that song by Billy Joel that I hate um and it's the one that says like it, it names all these awful things oh she's always a woman mm, and, okay. and and Billy Joel goes into all these horrible things about her basically saying like she's a sociopath and she sucks and she's the worst and I hate her but she's always a woman to me I'm like what the like what, what, does that do, even mean? what does that even mean and also why is this a first dance at people's weddings <laughs> like why is this a, a romantic song so she's always a woman to me well billy joel is an interesting guy uh, just he in also general. like yeah is awful so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that's that's good context to bring up yeah He's the worst you may be right um I may be a lunatic, right? Or what was that song? You may be you right. May I be may be right. crazy. I may be yeah. crazy. But, but it I just may be, be a lunatic you're looking, looking for. for. <laughs> Have you heard that song? I mean, apparently not. You will. <laughs> Guess so what we're we'll doing play it after at some this. Point. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. It's All okay. Right. Marcel and I will sing it for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Poorly. Uh, it's catchy, like most Billy Joel. It is. But it it's, is. you know, if you think about it, it's like he's just justifying that he's an insane person who's not going to change. Who, like, beat yeah. his wife <laughs> yeah. on multiple yeah. occasions. Totally, so. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. Oof. Uh, also, she is wise in dalliance. In now, dalliance. Now, dalliance is an interesting word. Um, so I've looked it up um, because it's one of those words that tickles memory, and it, it kind of means like, it's a French word, and it means um, like uh, talking, right? Um, but... Uh, the Michigan Library of Middle English Compendium puts it as polite, leisurely, intimate conversation or entertainment, an exchange of pleasantries, chatting, or small talk. Uh, but I should also add that the word has a sexual meaning as well. And it shows it up right does. about this time. <laughs> yeah. And it means, um, if you look it up in dictionaries today, yeah. um, just in general, without looking at the etymology of it, right? If you just go straight to the, um, um, the uh, definition, it'll tell you that it means a casual, romantic, or sexual relationship. So, um, so it is his side chick. I think it's got both of those connotations. And what he's saying is like, she is wise in sex, right? And having sexual conversations or flirting or coquetry, if you want. Yeah, um, you know, that, that kind of thing. There's definitely a double meaning at work here um, that's going to play into the next stanza. Okay. Um, and so, and she beset or she employs her words so womanly that to hear oh. them from her does me displeasance, which means displeasure, right? So like she is wise in dalliance, right? Which again, we said could mean talking. It could mean sex. Um, and she uses her words so womanly that to hear them does me displeasure. So she's like kind of maybe at the, if you want it at the most sexual, she's in charge of her sexuality. 
and that does him displeasure. Uh, if you that take it at the displeasure, uh huh, yeah, he okay. doesn't like that. So, and then um, she, uh, if if you take it at talking, then she uh-huh. talks so much that it does, he doesn't like that so either. either way, so, he doesn't yeah. like her. It's like women, much. stop talking. Yeah, that's that, what I hear. It's like if okay, you talk womanly, you it, it means like you're you're. Uh, the only way I'm hearing this is that she's talking a lot. Okay. Yeah, and maybe talking about things that he doesn't want to hear. So he wants to hear the pillow talk. He wants to hear the sex. So, or he wants to um, in- engage in that sexual relationship with her. But then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I'm talking about like this new treatment for my horribly lumpy face. And he's like, woman, <laughs> stop talking. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It gives me displeasure. <laughs> this feels like a, a really personal attack. He's like, I don't like short, thick women <laughs> yeah, with right. big eyebrows who talk a lot. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Super personal. This poor woman <laughs> opens up this manuscript at some point in her day-to-day life, and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is revenge. revenge this is what you write? There's yeah. like 10 people that can write, and you write this? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So Don't uh, air your personal grievances on this paper, <laughs> which is in short supply. <laughs> write about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else is like doing. Like literally yeah, everyone else. Yeah. Or this entire thing oh, is actually a metaphor. For I, I don't I don't know where I was. Uh, How much Jesus. men are awful? <laughs> I mean I was gonna the, say about Jesus, but that's why it didn't make any sense unless like all of a sudden he's an atheist. I don't know, Marcel. You better keep going. Yeah. You need more information. Okay, and so uh, <laughs> I need more evidence. For what she says is said so cunningly that when there be more people than she and I, I wish that she would still her talking. Then that she should so well spill her speech. What? So, this is about us. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel actually didn't find this on the internet. He actually wrote it about the two of us. I've and, been writing um, it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm thinking here. So what she says is said so cunningly. So she says what, you know, she said. And again, if you think about this as sex, it can be um, still interpreted. So like she, when she has sex, it's, it's very cunning, right? It, okay. it, here's if we're taking it as a sexual uh, okay. then when there be more people than she and I so she's like definitely fucking other people okay. right um, I wish that she would still are talking so I wish she wouldn't sleep with other people uh, then that she uh, should so well spill her speech so because she spills her you know she talks to a lot of people right bro um, you have multiple side chicks more power to her right yeah, in a way, I think that yeah. this is her like having some sexual yeah. agency and authority in this poem. Can we give yeah. her a name? A- at the most. Yeah, what do you want to call her, man? I don't uh, know. Uh, what, are your, what do you Sorry. think, Allie? I, I just... Mm, the first name that comes to me is Esmeralda. I think okay. she's an Esmeralda. Okay. I like that a lot. And can we call her Esme for short? Yeah. Because yes. I've always liked that nickname. I really like that nickname. I just want her to have a little bit of agency when we talk about her. It feels wrong. It's kind of like... Um, like oh, yeah. enough mice and men, how Curly's wife is just Curly's wife. Right. Yeah. Like, well, that's demoralizing. Yeah. No, none I of these like women have names. I feel like is doing what Esme. she needs to do. Yeah. Love it. Okay. She needs to use her voice. Yeah. Whether, I mean, voice with her mouth. And she's voice having with sex her, because sex is you know, fun. So. Right. Like, her other mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> a voice is a voice. Yeah. And I think you can also take it as like, um, you know, I, I, well, the, the Middle Ages, like especially poets, um, and especially this type of genre. This is um, a poem that's in the Chaucerian genre. Ah. So um, there's mm. a tradition. And so um, part of it is like 
being very tongue in cheek, like having a double meaning. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't surprise me if it also means like she never stops talking, like, and he's well, I mean, annoyed both by are that. Accurate and, <laughs> and then she's also like never stops sleeping with whoever the fuck she wants to sleep with. How right? do you like, get yeah. people yep. to sleep with you if you don't stop talking? <laughs> like, well, especially if you're short and you have stubby fingers <laughs> and your face is not smooth. I right. mean, you're maybe maybe she's a really super charming. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I bet she's so. Charming. That's how she gets mm -hmm. all of her guys. I guess, yeah. Is because know. of her talking. And then this guy wants her to shut up because he only wants her to be with her, or with him, excuse me. So he um, should say that to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, babe, it's not that I don't like what you have to say. It's that you're just so charming that whenever you open your mouth, guys just, like, want to crawl on top of you. Well, so yeah. if you could stop okay. doing that, that would be great. Uh, this next on, so stanza. So fragility. Okay, yeah. This next it. stanza definitely agility, adds to that. Agility, all the agility. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, uh, and sloth no one shall have in her entresse, which means what like entry. Okay. Um, so um, no one, a sloth no one shall have in her entry, like in entering Damn. her. Damn. So uh, no one's sleeping with her? So diligent is she and virtuous. So she has no virtues. And so busy and always all good to undress. Oh. So he's calling I mean, her a hoe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Oof. he is. Oof. So, he's saying like no one's lazy to get yeah. into her pants. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Like there's no sloth. No one's taking off, their time. Yeah. They're like, let's go. Uh -huh. She is fast and loose. <laughs> so you're going to love the next line. Oh, no. I'm bracing myself. That as a she-ape, she is harmless. Oh, what? <laughs> a she-ape. So ape. What did they like, know in the Middle Ages in England about apes? Okay, so our <laughs> editor adds, our, our brilliant editor here adds that uh, although sometimes a byword for dupe, an ape is also often associated with trickery. Therefore, she is not innocent at all. I mean, she knows what she wants and she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fucking more power to her, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah. But like, my question is, did ape, I, I get the two meanings that you just educated us about, but did they also know what an ape was? Apparently. In terms you know, of like the, the monkey. Yeah, I think, um, you know, whoever this author is and, you know, Did in this know. monastery. Okay. I'm sorry, that just like, New, that, yeah, yeah. that caught me for a second. No, hey, for sure. Where, yeah. where the hell did you learn about an ape? Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you just say someone in a monastery wrote this? Well, very likely, yeah. Most I think likely. this particular text, um, if it's Chaucerian, Chaucer was a monk. Okay. So, um, yeah. so uh, the only people who had people, the resources to be important. able to do okay. that. Yeah, or they would hire monks to write stuff for them. Um, rich, the only literate class, especially at this point, this is like 15th century stuff. Um, well, no, that's not true. Um, Chaucer's like 16th century, early 16th century. Um, so it's like um, 1500s. Right? Wait, so just to clarify. Mm -hmm. So then a monk wrote this about this, one Very likely. We don't have, I don't have the exact author on this one. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I have one but that's troubling. But it could have been someone else dictating it to right. him, essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So then it. we really don't know. That is right. helpful. Yeah. Because this is poetry, um, and it doesn't start out with um, uh, a dictate. So the ones that uh, follow oral history, a lot of the time we'll start with, and there's a ton of evidence on this podcast already. They start with something like Harkins. Listen to me a while about a story ah, I'm going to tell. And right, that right, gives right. you a clue that probably that's dictated. Oh, okay. Uh, because, you know, they're, they're, the person is talking like, you know, like it's a conversation. Oh, okay. 
instead of just fucking writing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Cause nobody would do that today. Like, you know, uh, unless no. you're going for an effect, right? Like no narrator does that. Um, so anyway, um, it also continues then. Um, she is as cruel and meek as a hornet. So this is just like the Billy Joel song. This is what Billy Joel read in his spare time. And then he wrote that awful song. I, yeah. Okay. That's my, I want you to remember that. Okay. okay. Maybe, maybe it's relevant (laughs) by the end of it. Okay. With that, she is so wise and circumspect that no one can mistake her for being prudent. So, you know, uh, it's saying she's really wise and being cruel like a hornet. But then no one would mistake her for being prudent. Right. So we're saying wise and prudent are not the same thing? Well, she's so wise at being a hornet that she's not prudent, right? Like, Oh. Yeah. She's okay. so good at being a bitch. Hornets are pretty fucking prudent. I mean, well, like, they... Yeah, but... I mean, when was the last time you saw a hornet who was, like, disorganized and make a mistake? Um, I think... Hornets also sting the shit out of people, and I think that's yeah. what the author's uh, oh, okay. hung up on. I got what you're yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I don't think he's trying to praise the ability of hornets to organize themselves. That's, that's yeah. his mistake. Hornets uh, are dope. Yes, they are dope. <laughs> they are. I think he's still just bagging on her, though. All right, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I see that. The next stanza is a little complicated. I'm just going to read through it, and we'll get what okay. we get out of it. Um, uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm actually going to tell you, actually, on this next stanza, you got to have what uh, the editor's notes or else it makes like no sense. All right. Is it not joy that such as one of her age within the bounds of so great tenderness should in her work be so steadfast and wise that of the wedding saw all the noblesse of Queen Jane, who was then, as I guess, but of the age of years, 10 and five. I believe there are not many such alive. So, Again, this is fucking just crazy. Uh, the editor tells us that Jane, so it's, it mentions a Queen Jane, and that refers to Joan of Navarre, who was married to Henry IV in 1403 when the subject of the poem was 15 years old. So it suggests that there are not many such alive that witness that event. Um, and so it's essentially just a not very subtle way of saying that this lady is advanced in years or that she's just an old bitch. So that's it. And also, I got to note, though, that, the, that it was a big deal that Queen Jane was married at 15 years of age. Like, people back then were like, that's fucked up. Like, there's this uh, so preconception. Back then and now. Yeah, yeah. But there's this <laughs> preconception that somehow that was okay back then. Yeah. And a lot of people use that to justify pedophilia and stuff like that. Like, that's oh. the natural order of shit. Um, but even back then, people were like, the fuck, man? Like, that's not cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was really unusual. And those marriages that were done politically for that age, like they would usually live apart until the girl was seen to be of age, like 18, 19, 20, 21. Like those things changed. It wasn't uncommon. There's certain parts where they taxed weddings and stuff like that. And you saw in like Scotland and uh, Ireland, sometimes the average age of marriage for young women would jump up to like 28, 29. You know, so um, there were moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it comes in pockets and waves. So, yeah. And then a war right. would come and decimate everything, and people would marry typically younger because, um, you know, there just wasn't people yeah. That's true. around. Okay. You know? So it's these weird um, ebbs and flows in history. Okay, of, so of new theory. Yeah. New theory. This is the ex-wife because oh, okay. she's yeah. older. Right. And at the beginning, he said, like, I don't know where the hell she is. So maybe he really doesn't know because she's the ex-wife. She's yeah. And now he's spending this entire poem ragging on her and trying to like, ruin her reputation so that no one else will marry her. And he's just, this is his like post-divorce therapy. 
just like letting it all out about how awful she is. Yeah. Yeah. That's my new theory. Okay. So let me read to you the last stanza of this particular poem, our first one here. Um, Let's see. The last stanza of the poem reads, Just as Jesus saves my sinful soul. There's Jesus. Jesus. We got to get back in there. (laughs) There is no creature in all this world living except her that I would gladly have. So he loves her? Uh-huh. So she pleases my heart, that goodly sweet thing, whose soul in haste to heaven should go, with him God who first formed her to be a creature. That's so Esme, annoying. Esme, run! Yep. <laughs> no, yes. he's not good enough for you. Esme, run. You can do better. This is so annoying. This is toxic. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not great, right? No. But, um, are so you guys... he like bashes on her for the entire poem, and at the end he's like, but I love you? Uh-huh. It's yeah. just like the Billy Joel But of all the women in all the world, you're it's the one very I would manipulative. want. So even though you're like, your fingers are stubby and you're thick and your <laughs> eyebrows are ugly and I hate you, you're the one that I oh, want. Oh, and uh-huh. you're a hoe. Also, and you're a hoe. Yeah. She's sleeping around yes. like crazy. Yeah. Right? She undresses for anybody. Well, oh, yeah. and yeah. like, she Which, doesn't care about him. Uh, she wants to sleep around. Fucking power to this yes. chick. This chick sounds yeah. rad. Yes. This, yeah. this is a power move, I feel like. So he's saying, like, oh, Esme, I'll take you back. Or like, I, you know, even though you're a pile of shit, I love you. And I'm the only one who's really going to love you because you're so fucked up. And that's manipulative. Yeah, I, I want better him. for her. I want better for Esme. We love you, Esme. Team Esme. <laughs> Submit hashtags at Marcel's website. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Save the stubby fingers. <laughs> finger positivity. <laughs> finger curves. Middle finger positivity. There's one more line um, that's odd. I don't know what to do with this line, but it says, uh, and the editor doesn't give us much help here, but if she were wella of me, I do not care. So I left the word, the um, Middle English word, wella. Wella can mean a couple of different things. Um, The one that I got from it is it kind of means like a treasure, right? Um, Those kinds of things or something that's good. So it's like if, if she was... It, I wouldn't trade her for treasure, I think is what he's going for. Like, um, I, I do not care to um, trade her for treasure. I, I don't know. It, it, I think it's something like that, given what the last line is. And then the very last line is um, the explicit describing of a fair lady. So he's making it clear that this is like a fair lady to him. So, a again, not lady? great. Like an affair? Or like no, just fair. Like, fair. she's she's hot. She's badass. You know, like, <laughs> again... He's kind of like nagging her the whole time, and then he flips it, right? And he's like, but So baby. he doesn't know how to express himself or his emotions. Definitely not. Nothing yeah. has changed yeah. in 500 years. That's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. I don't know why I had to sing it, but um, I Felt did. appropriate. It felt appropriate. I'm glad you sang it. Thank you. Like the only person who's glad I sang it <laughs> ever. All right. So... Um, that's the end of I Have a Lady. What are your thoughts? What do you think overall? I think um, mostly that nothing has changed. Like, I think most of what I heard is what I continue to hear. And that men are particular and fickle. It's that particular part that, that I really, really agree with. This idea that there are all of these beauty constructs, and even if you love a, a person, um, and for the sake of this poem, let's just talk about men loving women. Let's just like 
entertain that binary for for a not minute. Not even, yeah, um, not even touching on the other. Yeah, no. Well, we can touch on those things, you know, in another, in another mm-hmm. podcast. But um, the this idea of a man saying, okay, even though you don't um, fit into this uh, this typical societal notion of beauty, I still love you. Like I'm doing you like a favor. Like I'm doing you a yes, favor. Yes, exactly. I got that too. Like. Even though your fingers are chubby and your eyebrows are ugly. <laughs> and you're thick, but not in a good way. You. But also... And also a hoe. Uh, <laughs> other men are interested in you, but I'm interested in you, and that w- that's what matters. Mm. Yeah. So that piece kind of bothered me, where it's like, I want, I think you're fat, and your eyebrows are ugly, and your skin and you're is this, terrible. And you're this and this, yeah. but other people are interested in you, and I want you to just be interested in me. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. There's so, definitely an idea of uh, yeah. possession, right? Possession. Yeah. 100% I have a control. lady. I mean, that's the first thing we looked right. at. Right. Was that first I line. have a lady. Yeah. So yeah. that have piece mm-hmm. is super important. And on one hand, I'm glad that he kept her anonymous because I would just be mortified if someone wrote this about me and used my name and published it. Um, <laughs> but then on the other hand. We have the problem of uh, it's 2021 and Allie and I had to give this poor girl a name because the anonymity was kind of disturbing for us. Um, I don't like this guy who's also anonymous um, talking shit on this woman who can't defend herself and who doesn't even have an identity. Yeah. Who says he's just talking about one woman? Maybe he's just talking about about women women in in general. general. Oh, yeah. And so it feels like a man who's like upset about, I don't know. Women rejecting him, and so he's like attacking him. This everyone. is a composite character. Yes, it is a yes. composite character. Thank you, Nina. Oh, he's so helpful. I love teamwork. Teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. It's my adage for the day. Sweet. I have another poem here. Thank God. <laughs> the next piece we're going to be looking from comes from the same editor, although it's from a dex- uh, different text. That being, and this is a mouthful, but uh, it is from the Cambridge Trinity College Manuscript uh, from R3.19 folios, 205V to 206R and 156V. So it appears a couple of times. Oh, it's my favorite, Marcel. Isn't that a a banger? Yeah, absolutely. If you don't know, medieval texts um, (laughs) were not, like, books were just, like, whatever you would fit in a book. Yeah. So they're done by manuscripts, and um, it's the... Um, categorization of these things is like, um, arche- uh, sorry, uh, what's that? Archaeology, right? Where mm. they like have to register each of these stories kind of slightly differently. Okay. Uh, and again, like one book can have like, uh, they, they didn't have books as we think of them where genres were a thing. So in one book, you might have like um, dirty limericks next to the story of St. Lives, next to like recipes next to you, you know, like it was just, you know, whatever you would, the rich guy was paying to fill in the book because everything was so expensive. And then you would unstitch the binding and stitch in new pages. And that's the book, right? Like uh, today's day, it's insane. Like you would never organize something like that. You know, how are your limericks, Um, Marcel? How are my limericks? Yeah. Um, Well, you're going to hear this. There are some limericks I can uh, pull up from certain places. They're interesting. I'll say that. Yeah. Right. They're wild. Some I just of the, always the want to be one of those people who could just like come up with a limerick off the top of the oh, head. Oh no, I can't just like, do that. Like yeah. Queen Anne. I don't know, I can't. I think once it's so funny from to Nina that you feel like you want to be one of those people. I just no, because it's just like I just feel like that would be great at cocktail parties. Oh yeah. I'd be even more popular. Yeah. <laughs> like there sure. once was a girl from Cape Cod. Yeah. But, well, and that's as far I, as I, I feel get. like we can go places. With we that. could go so yeah. many places. Let's do it after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, who liked a young man whose name was Todd. <laughs> anyway, we'll, 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 we'll work on we'll, it. We'll, we'll workshop it. Yeah, we're going to have to get some people involved. Yep. All right, so this one starts, um, and it's called Omasi Quince. Okay, so ah. that's the first, uh, the title again is the first line. Right? Okay. So if you don't know what a quince is, it's on the screen right now. There's, it um, makes paste. Yeah, quince and paste, you might know like quince pies or yeah, something like that. Yeah, That's yeah. where I know it from. Is that like a lemon? What is yeah, that? It's like yeah. How come everybody knows citrusy. this but me? I had to look it up. I didn't know this fucking shit. Because Marcel is um, British lit and right. I'm British. That That's is why fair. we know what quince is. I'm neither of those things. Right. You put it. You can put it in like um, meat pies sometimes. I also don't yeah. cook, yes. so. Uh, it's citrusy. It's yellow. It's pear-shaped. Got it. It looks like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, it looks like it, a pear-shaped like, lemon. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Yeah, yes. the trees For that For those it, of us who aren't aware, it looks like a pear-shaped lemon. Yeah, yes. that's... Yes. For you viewers really at home, right. imagine <laughs> a pear that is dressed like a lemon for Halloween. Yeah, and it comes up the... Happy Halloween. <laughs> the trees are apparently kind of, um, you know, they grow like wide and uh, big. Um, uh-huh. And they, uh, in a Gawain story, it was seen as like a hurdle that he had to go around quince trees. Um, so... There you go. Um, so they've shown up every now and again on this podcast, but I think because they're wildly popular, uh, available in England. Yeah. Um, so, Omasi quince hanging by your stock. That which no man dare pluck away nor take. Of all the folk that pass by or walk, your fresh flowers be fallen away and shake, meaning scattered here. Um uh, I am right sorry, masteress, which is like mistress, right? Um, for your sake, you seem a thing that all men have forgotten. You be so ripe, you grow almost rotten. What the? F- <laughs> so he's comparing this woman, uh, uh, like yes, because he calls her mistress, right? Later. Yeah. Uh, so once to again, a fucking tree. Yeah. <laughs> Omasi quince hanging by your stock, that which no man dare pluck away nor take. Of all the folk that pass by or walk, your fresh flowers be fallen away and shaken, scattered. I am right sorry, masters, for your sake. You seem a thing that all men have forgotten. You be so ripe, you grow almost rotten. So I think that's a fat joke in there, too. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, it's also like no one wants to have sex with you. Yeah, so you're it just felt gonna like, an, like... Right. Go ahead, babe. No, no, please. I was just going to say, it felt like a no one wants you. Yeah. Like, a, like I'm going to take jabs at you to, like, lower that self-esteem so I can take advantage of you. Uh-huh. Um, that might be a personal thing, like, that I'm projecting. But no, that's no, I that's how it. I read it, too. Yeah. I read it kind of like, I mean, there's definitely a, uh, a very common insecurity amongst women of a certain age, mm-hmm. um, which Allie and I are... Uh, are starting to represent are approaching, um, are approaching <laughs> where it's like we're like like uh, quickly approaching um where it's like that biological <laughs> clock of like oh my eggs are drying up or like i'm not gonna be fertile anymore um and that's what i feel like with this tree it's like oh and no one wants to pluck you and you're gonna become mm-hmm. rotten yeah like so, fuck them right I, I thought you said pluck them. I was like, hell yeah, you pluck them. No, and also fuck them as well. Both of them. Both, both are accurate. Fuck and yes. pluck. <laughs> New hashtag. Yeah. Now taking submissions. Yeah. That's fantastic. It'd be like a reverse brothel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like you come to pluck. the brothel yeah. and we'll choose you. And right. if you are worthy, yeah. then we might engage. Right. Don't uh, get your hopes up. Yeah. 
business Especially idea. if you're short and stubby. <laughs> <laughs> With little fingers. With little fingers. <laughs> and a tongue face. And tongue face. Yeah. <laughs> um, then this next stanza kind of switches a little bit of direction. Like there's not a whole lot of focus on this poem. I'll tell you that. So it switches a bit. Uh, and it, 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 this is speaking more... Um, Generally, it's not focused on the metaphor and continuing the metaphor, which would have been like the better poetic move. But anyway, wine, women, worship, unwieldy age, make men to act foolishly for a lack in their reason. So there's four things that make men crazy, apparently, according to our author and narrator. And again, those things are wine, women, worship, and old age. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. I respect that. Oh, <laughs> the only thing actually. I've agreed with all this entire time. <laughs> That's funny. But it annoys me a little bit that there is so uh, so like a dearth of direction here, and it just kind of like screams white male privilege to me that this is the person who got to be a famous poet, and he can't even like be focused. Yeah. Stanza to stanza. Yeah, and we don't yeah. know how. I mean, we know this this work because it survives, and um, anything that survives from the medieval ages is important and yeah. like valuable. Um, but God knows who this guy is, so he that dies is nameless. True. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so, you know, I'm assuming white male privilege. Oh yeah. But, no, um, no, no, no. One hundred percent. This guy was white. Didn't assume anyone's That's gender. probably fair. No, and this is totally a dude. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. absolutely a man. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, um, are you? Like, are, do you read stuff from women? Is that, like, a thing that's possible? Like, uh, there are certain accounts um, that I can go through. It's rare up to a certain point for women to write. Um, as you may know, um, like, uh, the Victorian times were where women's um, writings became really popular. Okay. Yeah. Um, until then, it happens. Like, uh, there's uh, Marie de France. Mm -hmm. She's really cool. Um, and she's got um, a couple of things that she wrote. There's some poems and stuff. And she's got, like, an autobiography that she published about it. Yeah. Um, that is really cool. We've read some women's pieces, um, heroic women from the Bibles, like uh, saint stories that get written. But in terms of, like, tracking down specific women, um, it's just difficult, you know? I was um, just curious as to, like, what the juxtaposition would be between a woman during this time and a man. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, well, you know, the type of women that would be educated, right, yeah. enough to write, are either going to be really religious or they're going to be really rich. Yeah. And so, you know, like, you're never going to find, like, a common girl who's writing her thoughts because at this time it just didn't happen. Yeah. You know, it's not until, like, Victorian ages where, um, you know, materials and stuff are really widely available and writing is good. And, and, and writing became seen as like a woman's outlet. Like, yeah. you know, like where there was some empowerment, Virginia writes a room of their own, uh, Virginia Woolf writes a, a room of their own, yeah. right? Which kind of like mm -hmm. literally uh, uh, comments on and jumpstarts women writing, right? As like a way to gain power, right? right. Um, and so that tradition, you know, uh, you gotta wait another like 250, 270 years for that to start happening. No, even more than that, 300 and some years um, for that to start happening, you know? So, sadly, no. <laughs> it's, 
it's really hard. But it's worth yeah. looking at. I mean, even just the yeah. Canterbury Tales, you know, looking at how Chaucer writes, right. like the wife of Bat's tale, right? Sure. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's writing, he's the author, but in the story, all of these different pilgrims tell their stories, yeah. and one of them is a woman. Sure. And so, like, that that's interesting because you're still not getting, I mean, the wife of Bath, you know, did not actually write this. You're getting a man's right. interpretation. That's but yeah. that, that's as close as you're going to get. Right. And um, he's seen as a women's friend is literally yeah. um, what he was described as at a certain point. But we're going to see these poems are written in a Chaucerian tradition. Ooh. And I want you at the end of this to hear from Kathleen Forney, who's our editor. She has some interesting uh, takes on it. Awesome. So I will yes. give it to you um, at the end. Awesome. So, and keep in mind, it was a woman that compiled these particular poems, love and she it. put them together into one collection. And she has a reason for doing so. We love Kathleen. So. Yes, <laughs> Kathleen Forney is a she badass. Sounds really yeah. cool. She is super cool, and yes. I'll explain why later at the end. Too. Love that enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, yes. So, old age causes dullness and dotage, or uh, senility in men, and worship a change of conditions. Excess of wine blinds their discretions. And all books that poets made and rada or read say that women make men mada or mad. <laughs> so um, all poems, uh, uh, all books and p- uh, poems that are made say that women make men mad, which is super incel shit. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, nothing changes. <laughs> so we have to write mean things about their faces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now Justice it's, for Esme. Yeah. Now... It changes again. That was like general too, right? That was like super general, right? Uh, And broad, just talking about like the four things that make men crazy, right? Yeah. Now we're going to shift gears again. Not unemployment or... No, no, no. Oh, okay. This is the woman's fault. Okay. Not relevant, (laughs) important thing. Got it, got it. You got to blame other things. Well, wine is important too, but... Sorry, (laughs) silly me, silly me. So uh, now it changes directions once more. It pivots. It says, your ugly cheer, which means demeanor... Uh, scornful and bellicose your green eyes once again the green eyes frowning and not glad your cheeks swollen like a ripe apple the color of orange your breasts are sagging what (laughs) is this going back to the tree i think this is talking about an actual woman this is a person yeah with oh, her. I couldn't tell because of all the objectification. <laughs> Are you, do you mean it is a real person? Oh, okay. Got it. Sorry. Yeah. My mistake. You know, uh, and then it says, guilt without fail, the color will not fade. So again, um, guilt, uh, referring to her breasts. So it's saying like, um, you cover up um, with a thin coating of gold, all the defects you have. Oh, <clears throat> So, like, mm. you know, you're able to paint yourself a certain way. I think it's talking about, like, like, makeup. like, a makeup thing? Plastic yeah. surgery. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or yeah. plastic. For, you know, what's funny is when I first wrote a note, I, w- I was wondering what they would think of that yeah. back then. You know, if you could just do that, they'd be like, lies, deception, you know? Well, you can't really ignore you know. the, I mean, they're talking about, in this poem and the last one, like, older women, and, and in this poem, talking about the sagging breasts. I think that the missing piece there is, childbearing and and think about the physical toll that childbearing and breastfeeding takes on a woman's body and you kind of have to I mean I'm not assuming you know that this person was a mother or is a mother but I think that that's important to look at in the terms of like when you're when you're a man talking about the uh the physical attributes or lack thereof of older women what are the things that have impacted those aesthetics 
the things that ultimately serve you, like giving you heirs and like propagating the earth and right. stuff like that. And, and funny how children are not coming up in any of these poems. Or even fertility is not coming up in any of these poems, even though it's talking about sex and a woman yeah. sleeping around. Like, is she, like, having a bunch of, uh, you know, bastard children, too? Yeah. I want to know. That's a fair question. I want to know. Oh, yeah. The, uh, so we had just talked about her cheeks are swollen like a ripe apple, um, her, uh, which she's also the color of orange. Her breasts are sagging. Um, she is guilted. Without fail, uh, the color will not fade. And then this is, she is bousin buttocked, which means badger assed. What does <laughs> that mean? What is that badger's ass? What is that? Yeah. Marcel, where's She's the picture? She's got the ass I want of a badger. Photo. I I can try to look I one up. I want you to Google a badger badger's ass. ass. I am looking up a badger's <laughs> ass. I don't know if I'm gonna end up on some website. <laughs> what does it look like? Is it flat? Uh, this is. Is it? This is just a bunch Striped? of fucking badgers. Bad I don't know. Badgers. Um, yeah. Do badgers have tails? A yes, they definitely they have tails. Uh, yeah, because so that was like. A thing. Had, I yeah. mean, if you have so a badger I mean, ass, you have a tail. Yeah. I, what does that mean? Oh, there you go. Person? I don't know. There's a badger's ass. I, that I, I doesn't don't. mean anything. That to means me. nothing. That helps like nothing. I nothing don't know what it's it means. Yeah. Cute and furry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we're <laughs> being complimented. I don't know Probably either. Not. Or it's hairy. But in that case, why didn't you say like a cat's ass or a dog's ass or literally like any animal's ass? Why did you choose a badger? Yeah, I think. Uh, Just say hairy. I don't know. I literally yeah. wrote like, what the <laughs> fuck does badger ass mean? Um, I think it's, I've never seen a badger's ass in my life. So I don't know the comparison now you have. of it. You're welcome. Uh, well, yeah, I've seen like, I mean, maybe it's, it's something mean, to do with the way really they walk. I don't fucking ass, know. Man. That is true. Like, does it mean but or everyone it out there, asshole. it's just his uh, yeah. tail. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, dude. It's weird. Um, medieval audience might have been closer connected to nature, so yeah. like that meant something to huh. them, where yeah. they were like, oh, bad job. <laughs> <laughs> he really told yeah. her. What a yeah, burn. Like, <laughs> what a burn. The fuck, man. But it's in there. Boston buttock. <laughs> or know? what if so, they were like, oh. That's a t-shirt, by the way. Badger ass, badger <laughs> you know, ass? yeah, and then just have a badger with his Good. ass like turning back at you, you know, yeah. like that's the shirt. Yeah, we would be selling that T-shirt. Marcel's on medieval Marcel's magic. <laughs> Marcel'spodcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. Now accepting suggestions. Absolutely, we have so many shirts I need to make uh, for this podcast. So uh, next, uh, badger ass. She's bellied like a ton, which means cask here. So she's like, you know. Uh, big bellied, I guess, um, which goes to the like, point that you ladies were talking about. Is she fat or is she pregnant? Mm, That's a good question. That Thank is a you. good question. Uh, it says, uh, when they see her, men cry St. Barbara, uh, which... <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not helpful. St. <laughs> Barbara is a patron saint in times of danger from thunderstorms and fire and protector of artillery men, miners, <laughs> firework makers, architects, and builders. Therefore, an explosive declaration... Um, a person from the Cambridge Middle English Lyrics, page 79, suggests a possible play on gown or gun or possibly even a fart, that she farts a lot. She so, farts a lot? Apparently. I mean, that oh could be... Oh, my gosh. They that's why they say St. Barbara. Yeah. At the end, they're like, maybe, yeah. maybe she just farts a lot, which is the same as all these awful things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's stinky. Or, or uh -huh. artillery... We're talking about like some phallic imagery, and he's just saying she's a hoe. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The like, anyway, I feel like at the end it's of the day, it's always it's like always. Imagery, right. It's Honestly, always yeah. she's a hoe. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Cuz that that's literally uh, again Badger asked bellied like a cask. Men cry Saint Barbara at the loosening of her gown. My lovely lewd mistress, mistress, <laughs> take consideration. I am so sorrowful whenever you are absent. So I'm sad whenever Bruh. you're gone. That's not the so way to woo a woman. Her, but she, he talks about her like she's a hoe. Stop uh-huh. yeah. calling women hoes that you like. We don't that's like it. A, he calls real... her my lovely lewd mistress. Oh like, my god. Yeah. That also goes for you him. cat callers out there. <laughs> Stop telling us we look like porn stars. We don't like it. Yeah, that's literally what hap- what's happening. He's like, I really like you, but also you look like a slut. But I love you. But I love it. <laughs> What the fuck? That's not a compliment. Stop it. Oh, no. The next part's worse. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Oh, yeah. He calls her... Okay, this this is some heavy medieval shit. So okay. he calls her the flower... So whenever people... That's like a compliment in the Middle Ages. If I said, like, of all the women out there, you are the flower. Right? Okay. Like, that means, like, you're the best. The other yeah. women are right. weeds. And you're <laughs> Miss <laughs> you Navajo Holstein, you're my flower. Uh, <laughs> all the other women are weeds. Men use Ms. it Vanegas, towards other men. you're my too. flower. Oh. Thank you so much. Sorry, continue. (laughs) No, it's quite all right. And so, like, um, you know, Sir Gawain at one point um, refers to Arthur as, like, of all the knights, you're the flower. He's not the flower. uh, No. (laughs) I know you hate Sir uh, King Arthur. Um, I hate that guy. Yeah, so here she said, the narrator of this uh, thing, the author, presumably, the flower, he calls her the flower of the barkfata, which um, the uh, barkfat is a vat for tanning. Therefore, it's referring to her as uh, odiferous and dried up or crusty. Note the unusual tanning metaphors throughout this stanza when he compares his lady to a hide that's turned into leather, which kind of adds to what you ladies were saying about the age, you know, yeah. and like the older that a woman gets, the less attractive she's seen, you know? Um, so I there's mean, definitely something to that. I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's hard. not a statement that we made that is a general social contract yes yes it is no you're not wrong it's not something we it's believe like, in i right. don't want you to be a vampire but i also don't want you to age right no you need to stay like, young make, and make healthy a fucking and, decision you know, yeah because exactly. then old men won't like you right men yeah. who are allowed to age will not like mm-hmm. you because right. you too have age and god forbid you're a cougar because then we're just gonna shame you yeah. oh no for oh, sure yeah. i've already made plans for the second half of my life and i'm gonna be a cougar so it's fine <laughs> oh, man hey, so uh, i don't know how that's gonna fit into my lifestyle i'm just gonna really appreciate you being a cougar <laughs> there you go you. yeah yeah anyway he calls her the flower of the barkfata right and then says that she's the foulest of all the nation what the I feel like that needs to be a t-shirt. Just what the? Foulest the? of all the no, nations. Yeah. Just like that reaction. Like what the? F- oh yeah. <laughs> you know? That That's should, the well, reaction yeah. to most things either, that happen Either here. with yeah. fuck or without fuck. Mm-hmm. What the? And then in brackets, insert fuck here. Right. <laughs> insert medieval poetry. Yes. Uh, he continues, to love you but a little is my intent. The flame hath struck you and the smoke you have spoiled. I trust you have been laid upon some kiln to dry. You do me so, so much worship, there as ye be present. Of all women, I love you best a thousand times, five. 
You know what I really don't like? I really <laughs> don't like, of all the things I don't like in this poem, um, I really don't like the allusions to both the tan, like tanning of the hides and mm-hmm. also the pottery because if you're comparing women to leather and to something that's being fired on a kiln, those are two very passive objects that are being handled and molded and formed by an outside force. Um, so I'm not super like excited about that. Um, that like doesn't even make me think of Ghost and Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore in a sexy way. That makes me feel like at least Demi Moore had agency over that clay and that poor clay didn't have any agency and was just being fondled by this sad lady and her dead ghost husband. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the same as uh, the last one, right? Where he bags on this woman until the end and then he tries to flip it, right? Like, uh, of all women, I love you best. Oh. But of all of them? That's what he says. I'm your favorite, so I'm like top five. Uh-huh. I love huh. you best. <laughs> Of all I would women, literally a thousand like, times. Every time I listen to one of these, I'm like, I would strangle him. Like, <laughs> can you imagine reading this and knowing that like your husband didn't come home for dinner the other night because he's like, sorry, babe, I have to write this paper for this manuscript that's going to be in a book. Like, oh, and then you ask him, like, oh, could I read it? No, no, you wouldn't like it. And then you get your hands on it. You're like, this is what you were writing. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm top five. I have. <laughs> Yeah, no. No. Mm. No, if I'm not number one, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> no. If it, Not only number one, Nina, but like the only one. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't there, want there to no, be a number two. There's no other number two there or number three. There can only be one. Just one. <laughs> but also monogamy is a social construct. It's a so- it's social just, construct that I buy into. I also so. subscribe to monogamy. <laughs> so, I, yeah. yeah. Yep. There's evolutionary reasons for that, too. There and, are, uh, yes. Uh, I the just, human ape is not the only monogamous creature on the I planet. think that everyone so. should be allowed to do what they want to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever works for you. All monogamy works for me. adults. Yes. yes. As well, long as 100%. everyone is consenting and yeah. everyone is happy, that's 100%, great. And there's reasons. Yeah. People yeah. have researched it. There's you know, reasons why humans are uh, mostly leaning monogamous. If you are a polyamorous person, though, you should you know, uh, be respected. Right. And that's fine. Oh, 100%. But yeah. you need to also be very upfront with that. Also, <laughs> you know, like, these fuckers aren't yeah. polyamorous. These are people who, no, this who person want is not polyamorous monogamy. These people are not but polyamorous. But they, then they want more they want sex with women. other women yeah. mm-hmm. um, for selfish means, and they don't want to actually hold any responsibility. They're concubines, right? They don't actually want yeah. the responsibility, financial, Well, they don't want to respect women romantic. as people either. That too. Yeah. Man, those, those pesky women like having <laughs> identities... Yeah, you know, the game uh, in, the, in the way of my feelings. flow. Ugh, they're the worst. <laughs> we hate them. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna launch into. This is gonna be the last poem we'll do for this Aww. section. We're gonna save um, the one that I have. That's kind of like a redemption. Like uh, it counters oh, these no. things. It would have been a really good counterpoint to these yeah. things. But we're gonna do that later. This eh, one okay. continues in I'm the same vein. Yeah. Oh yeah. This one's gonna. I'm feeling combative, so... Yeah. This is not going to change your mood. Good. Uh, Good. This is, once again, another poem from Kathleen uh, Forney, who did all the editorialization for these works. Um, And this one has... uh, The author here is Skeet, who I didn't look into, um, but he adopts Stowe's title. So this is one of Stowe's um, poems. 
Um, and it's based on something from John uh, Lydgate, who we do have some info on him, so I'll tell that, uh, It's apparently titled, Beware the Blind Eateth Many a Fly. So blind people eat many flies is what it's called. Beware. Someone has to. Yeah, I guess, right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so the original title was A Ballad Warning Men to Beware of Deceitful Women. <laughs> Dece- <laughs> <A> motherfucker. <laughs> All right. I told you there was a theme today, right? <laughs> like, that's where we're headed. Hating women? Uh, well, I wanted to showcase that this was definitely like a genre of poetry back then because uh-huh. Kathleen Forney thought it was important to make that clear to people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fair. That's so, fair. Um, and I'll, I'll read your notes mistakes. right after this one. Yeah, okay. so, you know, she's got a couple of notes about it and why okay. she kind of threw this together that I think are worth um, understanding. So, um, again, good job, Ms. Kathleen Forney. Um, power to you. Text starts, look well about you, you that be lovers. Let not your lusts lead you to dotage. So the editor says folly, but I'm guessing it means fucking. Be not enamored by all the things that you see. Samson the strong and Solomon the sage were deceived for all their great courage, by women, of course. Men deem it right. That they see at eye, which I'm going to guess is like surface level, right? Like, mm-hmm. so what men see with their eye. But ever beware, the blind eat many a fly. So. <laughs> Honestly, I've always thought that, like, I appreciated the woman who caught Solomon's hair. <laughs> I have. Yep. It's like, Yeah. Fuck you. That was Samson. Samson's hair. That's I think. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I meant. No, it's all good because they were both mentioned here. Samson Delilah. and uh, Solomon. Yeah. Delilah. Thank you. Right. Hashtag team Delilah. Yeah. And yes, I think. Yes. A hundred percent. Hashtag yeah. free Delilah. Like, yeah. fuck this guy. Hey I'm, there, Delilah. Yeah. What's it like <laughs> What's in it New like? York City? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Wait. Do we know the story of Hey There, Delilah? Total no. tangent. I'm okay. Let's very do this. Quickly. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Very quickly. Please. Throw it on. Because so I don't know this story. So apparently he was super in love with her and he wrote this song about her. Okay. And when it came out, she was like, hey, dude, I'm actually not. It does is it not reciprocated. <laughs> it Please didn't work? stop singing about me. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So it's stalkery <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. That sucks. Super stalkery. Yeah. And he just like ignored the fact that she continued to reject him. Wow. And made yeah. millions of dollars. Right. That's what I was going to say. And then made all oh, kinds shit. of money off of it and made I mean, her it's a good super song, uncomfortable. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I do. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You're a thousand say, miles away, but girl, girl tonight, tonight you, you look, look so pretty. pretty. Like, because yeah. I have a camera in your bedroom and I'm watching you. <laughs> Like, hey, girl, like, uh, scratch your ear again. That makes me horny. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I don't remember what my point was, but... Uh, no. Uh, super sketchy men, I Team think, Delilah. Was that was our, our point, was Team, team Delilah. Delilah. Yeah. yeah. Solomon, I think, was Jezebel. Is that the one with uh, I Solomon? I don't remember. So. I, gotta, I should have looked that up before uh, this, but yeah. I don't give a fuck about religion, so there we go. <laughs> um, uh, the great courage men were deceived. Yeah, okay. The narrator continues and says, I mean in women for all their quaint cheers, so which means like attractive looks, right? For all their... That's all we've got, Nina, in case you didn't know. (laughs) For all their attractive looks, trust not too much. Their truth is but scarce. The fairest outward, well, can they paint? So in other words, like you can change your appearance, right? Their steadfastness endureth but a season. Women are always changing their fucking minds. They feign friendliness and work treason since they, women, are naturally changeable, fickle. Mm. 
Therefore, beware the blind eateth many a fly. So is, is he upset because we keep uh. changing our mind? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. I'm just confused. Yeah. Is that why he's mad? He's mad because, because we're women, adaptable. Yeah, well, two things. It seems like about. Uh, go ahead. What, is what was, that what he's upset about? Because we're uh, adaptable. Yeah, there's two things that he seems to be really upset about. One is that uh, they can use makeup, so mm-hmm. like he's upset that you know they they seem hot, but they're not really hot. Right, you what, could what use I makeup too as. if you didn't subscribe to this ridiculous oh, gender sure. construct. No, no, no. Uh-huh. Men are just formed perfectly. Uh, and that their steadfastness <laughs> endureth, but so yeah, same thing. Like that, they change their minds. Yes. Right. Like they say they like you, and then they change their minds. So like you know, actually, so this isn't working truly out. like <laughs> a place where like he, if he could wear makeup and change his mind, he'd be happier. I, I, I think so. I think he's projecting mm. like fuck. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Got it. And it's like the only reason we're changing your mind is because you're changing your behavior. Absolutely. So if Thank you, you Nina. I mean, if you're just gonna like call me a tree and then tell me that my face is ugly and and that my fingers are stumpy, then yeah, I don't like you anymore. And that doesn't mean that I'm fickle. It means that I'm responsive to your bullshit. You fickle woman. Oh, fucking fickle men. When people, honestly, like fickle is still a word that's used today. And like, well, actually, was fickle actually in there? Or was that our interpretation? No, no, no. I that's, remember. Uh, that's in there. Oh, okay. wait, wait, wait. Hold was on. it in there? No, it might be. Uh, I couldn't remember if we, uh, if like that I was us or fickle, was that in there. Fickle is a word that definitely exists at yeah. this time. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. So I'll say that. Uh, but like when see. I'm picky about things and people tell me I'm fickle, that pisses me off. Yeah. Because okay. So what it says is changeable. Oh, okay. And we said fickle. fickle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I case. mean, same, same so idea. And this idea that like, okay. If I'm going to push back against things I don't agree with and I'm going to um, be, be choosy, be picky about who I'm with or what I do, then you don't like that. But then you also are going to call me a hoe if I'm not fickle and I'm just like opening my legs for anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what do you want, medieval man? Or what is going to make you happy? He wants you to serve only him. Yes. And to not have an opinion. And to open oh your God. legs only yeah. for him. Medieval this male fantasy. I've got him figured yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine. Hey, medieval man, we hate you. We <laughs> fucking hate you. Um, yeah, we would not yeah. hate you at all. Uh, mm-hmm. We would be very fickle, and we would meet you, and you'd be really charming, and then we'd be like, ah, nope. Oh, no thanks. Gonna hate these I'd rather be alone. All right, I'm ready, Marcel. Hit us. But uh, not literally. No, God, no. Uh, <laughs> we would hit you back. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and harder. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, though all this world do his careful effort to make women stand in stableness, so all the world is trying to get women to be stable. Right? <laughs> it may not be. It is against nature. The world is doubtful when they lack doubleness. They laugh and love not. This men know very clearly. To trust them is but fantasy. Therefore, beware the blind eat many a fly. So if you don't, you know, oh and I God. think that blind eating many a fly is like, if you're not aware of these things, right, and you're blind to them, then you're eating bullshit. So if like you don't know that women um, are, uh, will laugh with you and talk with you, but then they don't love you, then that's like. Are you saying that women are shady and that we're cheesemosas? That I think 100% what it, they, they, that is accurate. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it's saying. Yeah. Is like, I feel like that. And then like, they'll, they'll like talk accurate. to you and act like they like you. But then when yes. you want to fuck them, they're like, no, I don't want to do that yes. with you. And, they're, and, and this dude's mad at that. Depending on certain factors. 
factors. I mean, Absolutely. if you're right, yeah, like not women could just then I'm not gonna fuck you. So. Right. Well, that, that women could just like find something you said funny. And yeah. not want to fuck you. Like, that's, that's okay. <laughs> oh my God. Right? Like, oh, my God, Marcel, the... that's such a wild concept. <laughs> that is so crazy. But I think that's what happens a lot today is, like, women are afraid oh, of even being yeah. nice to, uh, to men mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, if I'm nice to you, you might take that as, like, I like you and I want to fuck you. When yeah. in reality, like, I just, I'm trying, I'm nice to everybody. You <laughs> like, yeah. And fucking you are synonymous. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or just because finding just, something you said funny. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Even if I like you, like, genuinely enjoy you, I that doesn't mean I want to fuck you. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Because that yeah. means that once you, if you are in a monogamous relationship, like, once you get married, you can never laugh at what a guy says ever yes. again. Or you Dude, can never yeah. have male friends. And I right? feel or, like genuinely some men are, like, threatened by the fact that yeah. their wives laugh at other people. Oh, right. Yeah, other men. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And they, like they enjoy crazy. talking to other people. Yeah. Ladies, that is a yeah. red flag. And you need to yeah. back away Let's slowly. Let's run out of that. And yeah. you need to phone a friend and you need to get support. That yeah. is a yeah. red flag. Yeah. And yep. it definitely ha- well, Protect yourself. It happens both ways, but I would say, yes, you know, overall, like, uh, it is definitely much more male yeah. dominant. I, you know, yes. like... Uh, uh, jealousy is a thing both yeah, ways. It is, but I think it's just, um, it's just that, like, worked male into the male. Yes, uh-huh. that, yeah. like, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, well, it's kind of like because it happens on the other side too. Like, yeah. um, I mean, it sure. does, but I feel like. But that's not know. an issue in the same way. Not at all. No. In a it's, power dynamic of a modern relationship, you know. Yeah, like, so, because so, the know, power lies with the man in a way that it doesn't yeah, with the woman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that's what the only reason why I brought up racism is because, like, the reason we say that white. Um, White, or sorry, yes. um, you can't be racist towards a white person is because you lack that systemic power, right? right. So even though there is jealousy that, that goes uh, either way in, um, in heterosexual relationships, uh, there is a power that society provides men, um, cisgender men, cisgender straight men particularly, there's a power that they have that cisgender heterosexual women do not have. Yeah. Um, hence, that's why it's not the same, even though we know that it does exist both ways. We just can't classify it in the same way because it, it's not supported by that systemic um, cultural uh, phenomenon. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and misogyny, right? Like yeah, as much uh, as there you go. There's what you're talking about phenomenon. is like, yeah, what I was there yeah. it is. Got it. Got it. And a that man word. said it. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Wild, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know. we started this podcast talking about misogyny. Yeah. Well, and now we're ending talking yeah, about Yeah, just misogyny. like we talked about white supremacy as a power structure that is, yeah. um, you know, kind of ubiquitous. Uh, misogyny is another power structure that is ubiquitous. Absolutely. And, and it's and, connected to homophobia yeah. and it's connected oh, yeah. to transphobia and all of those um, systems that, uh, you know, oh, yeah. benefit I, from... I mean, that binary. I'm Latino, and that is a huge problem within the Latino community sure. too. You know, uh, machismo um, uh, yes, and yes, all that yes. stuff is just rampant mm-hmm. um, and very. You know, we've talked about this, yeah. um, Allison, about like gender roles and those things expected and how they flavor uh, even the kids we teach and how yeah. we see it. Like, you know, it starts so young, right? Like, yeah. a- anyway. So um, you're not gonna like the rest of this, but I- I'm gonna continue. <laughs> don't uh, stop now. Oh no, any of it so far. Yeah. Women can't be trusted. That's the theme of this next one. <laughs> Any creature alive that trusts their, meaning women's, faces, which means expressions or looks, shall have at last his reward and his compensation. They shave nearer than do razors or shears. All is not gold that shines. Men, take heed. So he's literally talking to men. 
Their gall, their bile, so like the bad parts of women, are hidden beneath their sugared garments. <laughs> One must be very clever in order to detect their lies. Beware, therefore, the blind eat many a fly. Part of me wants to be like, you're never getting laid again. But then the, <laughs> but then the other part of me is thinking about all of the internalized misogyny that women have mm-hmm. and this idea that women, you know, think that they're going to benefit from kind of being shady, being sneaky, that that's the only way to get men, that what men want is that kind of duplicitous. Um, and the fact that what men wants matters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like how mm. to get a man. <laughs> like I, I like how to lose a guy in 10 days better. <laughs> yeah. That was more informative. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's it. I just can't even. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> that's another t-shirt idea. Medieval lit. I just can't, can't. even. <laughs> Misogyny. I just can't even. I 100% might print those I'm just like, we're, Allie and I are just feeding you all these amazing t-shirt ideas. Right. And I just want to make sure that we're included in the royalties when you, uh, when you make all these t-shirts. We'll have our 30 listeners buy 600 t-shirts. I thought there were 40. <laughs> or 40 listeners. 41, yeah. including my grandma, know, yeah, who's like never going to talk to me yeah. again after this. Uh, I've been bad about putting them out. Um, I was supposed to be I'll trying send to put to my grandma out too. Weeks. It'll be 42. 42. All right. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Grandmas love medieval lit. I think she might like Grandmas it. She might be also misogynistic. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, well, yeah, that's a Grandmas more modern issue. Grandmas for badger asses. That's your, that's <laughs> that's your <good>. bestseller. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that, that marries some ideas together very nicely. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. You ready to hear generalizations about women? Oh, isn't that? Yes. Every day of my life. <laughs> women, by nature, have three conditions. Do we? Okay, this is, yep. Uh, yeah. You're going to be told by Tell a man. Tell me about it. Yes, please. The first man. is that they are full of deceit. <laughs> For Wait, sure. disease or de- deceit? <laughs> deceit. Oh, we're liars, yeah. You're liars. Yeah. We're liars. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. man. Like oh. all of us, too. Half all the world's you. population. Yeah. Over half of us. By nature, ladies. Okay. Oh, we're born that yeah. way. Just, that's, that's how we are. Yeah. So, so you that, can't even get mad at me for it. Nope. I'm going to remember yeah, that. I can't control yep. it. Uh-huh. Stop making it. fun of me. Nope, that's the way you are. Uh, to spin, uh, spina, which means uh, in this case, dissemble, to, so to hide their motives or beliefs, is also their property. So you like are tricksy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm a liar and, and deceiver. You, yes. Yeah, uh-huh, got yeah. it. And okay. women have a wonderful conceit. They weep often, and all is but a trick. <laughs> so I cry to trick you. Yeah, Got you it. cry, but it's lies. Uh, like okay. when you're crying, well, you don't fucking, I mean, you're not crying, you're not I sad. Mean, I mean, yeah. like white women tears, though, like is <laughs> Thank you for bringing that, that up. You're welcome. I yeah. feel like as the resident white woman in this conversation, I should, I have the responsibility to uh-huh. bring up that uh, white women stop crying at everything and especially stop <laughs> crying when people tell you you're being racist. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like nine that times out of ten, true. you're probably being racist. And that other time, you still shouldn't cry about it. You should, like, I don't know, use other m- methods of acceptable communication you to should just, solve the problem. Honestly, should if it's a racism... Be better? Yeah. If it's a racism issue, you should just shut the fuck up and listen to people And listen color. to what <laughs> other people are <laughs> yeah, saying about like, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Preferably not other white people. Right. Yeah. No, people of color. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Let yeah. them talk. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Nina. You're welcome. Yeah. 
Uh, I do it again. <laughs> and when they lust, uh, here meaning desire, the tear is in the eye. Therefore, beware the blind uh, eat many a fly. Right? Wait, so is like, that crying during sex? Say that again. Yeah, one uh, more time. I don't know. I think it's here. I, I think it's less like when they're that when they want sex versus like whenever they want, they can put a tear in their eye. So it's like, you know, like... So I, it's fake tears. Right, yes. So I yeah. can cry uh -huh. whenever I feel like yeah. it, but also uh -huh. I can yeah, have exactly. sex whenever they I They weep often, but it's all a trick. Like, so, like, oh, okay. whenever you want, you can be... You know, like... To get what I want. want. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, have I, like, once or twice cried to get what I wanted? Yes, but also so do my, like, ninth grade boys. So <laughs> that's not a gender thing. That is a lack of communication thing yeah right. that's like if you learn if you're brought up the only way you're gonna get what you want is to have people people pity you oh yeah then okay. yeah that's a thing that's, yeah. a good that's point. definitely a thing 100% a thing yeah I don't think it's a gendered thing okay that's interesting well but I think back in that in this time right where you have this social another social construct yeah. of gender norms right. and if men aren't allowed to cry no. now they're just salty that I can cry whenever I want yes and I'm going to get stuff for it. And then like, they're again, like I'm holding it back and it's building up and there's resentment. Yeah. It's toxic masculinity. I get why you're resentful. Yeah. 100% Boys, toxic But like, again, you could just start wearing makeup and crying too <laughs> and no one is stopping you. Yeah. Yes. Okay, this next paragraph is going to piss you off. In uh, truth to say, though all the earth was so ashen. All right. So here um, it's meaning like if the whole earth were... Um, so ashen that it were parchment smooth. So it's like uh, paper, right? Okay. Um, so white, it's actually smooth. Right. <laughs> white and scribable. Okay. And the great sea called the ocean were turned to ink, blacker than a sable. Each able man would to become a scribe and stick a pen in. Um, they still wouldn't be able to write enough to describe women's treachery. Fuck, <laughs> bruh. It was like I didn't know where it was going, and right. then it ended with blaming me for everything. Yeah. It it's, ended with there's literally like if you took every continent on the yes. face of the earth and every ocean was ink, you still wouldn't have enough room to write about how awful women are yeah, and how treacherous exactly we are. Right. But also, I want to sleep with them. Right. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, also we're hoes. Yes. Yeah. Be Beware, therefore, the blind eat many a fly. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know how much we sucked before you know, this. I'm just like, some of this, my, my inclination is to be like, oh, so glad that I didn't live during this time. And then I think about like, my day-to-day -day existence dealing with sexism and misogyny. And um, I'm just like, oh, man, this is, it's even more depressing to think about how little has changed when it comes to systemic sexism. Oh, yeah. And then we yeah. think about the intersectionality of that, and I uh -huh. think about as a brown woman, and it's like, so not only do I have to deal with that sexism, but I have to deal with that racism, and it's like, fuck you because you're brown and a woman. And we so. don't even get to that medieval lit. They're not no. talking about, they're not, this is just hate on white women. Yeah. Oh, We're yeah. assuming, assuming. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's I pockets. to assume. There's some overlap, um, there, there was more mixing of communities than you would think. Okay. Okay. Um, just in general, and people were aware. Um, and there's less, at, there's at less racism right now because there's not like a booming slave trade, oh, right? Okay. Like it's starting at this point. 
But racism as we know it is more of a modern invention. How much immigration you know? is there even just in parts of Europe going because I'm thinking Surprising even like amounts. Middle Eastern like you know people who are going to have darker complexions, how much immigration? Quite a bit. Okay. And like even in um, Norse mythology there's a black god yeah. that makes all the white uh, r- racists like fucking So not as shit, much you know, xenophobia like, but still a lot of immigration? Yeah, what there was was there's a lot more focus on like even in descriptions when I'm reading like um, narratives that are action based and things like that, right? Yeah. There's no mention of people's skin color unless it's like meant to be like wildly like they were mm. like red as like, you know, like, a, a, you know, scarlet or something like ah, that. Or, you know, yes. then they would tell, you know, like freakish colors. Right. Okay. Um, but there was a lot more emphasis on like people's class and wealth. Okay. Like that mattered a lot more. Okay. And so if you were super rich, you would be seen as like of a different class to where race doesn't apply to you. Yeah. You know, like um, racism, again, as a modern term, um, came up with like Sistema de Casta and things like mm, that in yeah. Spain. Um, and other things, um, Kendi and I forget his, uh, the other name, uh, the other author on it, um, that wrote stamped, mm-hmm. they've got a real, uh, cool Reynolds. 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 Thank right? you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reynolds Jason and Kendi, um, write in stamped a really succinct history yeah. of, um, racism and it yeah. starts way later than you would think, you know, were there slaves in Greece? Uh, and ancient uh, times, yes. Were there slaves during this time? Yes, but they were always like the captured people right. of yeah. a certain thing. So a lot of times they were white people and sure. you know, like brown people. They and weren't whatever. slaves because they weren't chosen because of their skin color. They were no. chosen because they were conquered. Because they were conquered. People have conquered. And they're like, yeah. die or come with me. And you'd be like, I'm going with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna fuck that dude. Yeah, I don't slave is die. my middle name, yeah. man. Let's go. And they're like, you know. Ready. Um, yeah. Your life's going to be hard, but, you know, At least uh, you're alive. it's going to be fair, too. Like, yeah. And it's not the same kind of slavery that we think of. Yeah. And some slaves even rose into being, um, you know, like uh, treated as somewhat like citizen-y or given roads to citizen. Yeah. Actually, in some ways, like Joseph they, in were, the they were treated better than the way we treat illegal, uh, undocumented workers uh, in the United States. You yeah. know, Most like, people, I feel yeah. like, are treated better than we treat undocumented workers. Yeah, well, L.A., I feel like, does a better job. But if you go to certain places and in I Texas... And I still feel that way, and I live in L.A. Yeah, Yeah. Or, well, yeah. And, uh, or if you go to Arizona, and some yeah. of those areas where you don't have shelter cities and stuff yeah. like that, they really treat you like a fucking criminal. Oh, you sure. know? Um, and it's just horrible. Right. So anyway, um, that's, that's the end of that poem. Oh man. And now I'm going to tell you a little bit about, um, that author. Cause I can tell you a little bit about ah, that. So nice. that was written by John Lydgate, John Lydgate, um, or Lydgate maybe, um, in that time, um, is an interesting figure. He's a monk, uh, and a man. So, and he's the one who's telling people beware of women, right? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, let me give you a little bit about his early life. Okay. okay. And you can tell me. What you think about this guy, okay? So he admitted when, uh, this is him writing in a graffito when he's older. He admits that to all manner of childhood sins, these are his sins, what he considers like Uh, when he was a kid, what was fucked up about his childhood, right? I lied to excuse myself. I stole apples. I made mouths at people like a wanton ape. I gambled at cherry stones. I was late to rise and dirty at meals. I was chief shammer of illness. Wow, I'm sure to hell based on his (laughs) his standards. I am an awful, awful person. (laughs) Right. Like these don't sound bad at all. Like you took apples. Like what? Eat your apples, it's okay, Uh, they're good. He was hungry, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted an apple. 
couple. What the fuck, man? This was dirty at meal times. Like, all right, yeah. it's yeah. okay. Watch he was late to rise and dirty at meals. Me too. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I eat like a savage, dude. So I don't know. And who doesn't like late, uh, rising late, dude? I, like, I rose late this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but this so, like, predictably fits into the patterns of organized religion and, oh, yeah. and misogyny because you have, I mean, this is a monk who clearly like by the rules laid out in the Bible is like, I'm a piece of shit. And if you're subscribing to those rules, you're also going to subscribe to that women are shit. Right. Um, and that women are literally the cause root of everything, uh, being shitty. Yeah. Um, how many times can I say shit in one sentence? Oh, yeah. I mean, that was as many as you need to. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't nearly enough. It wasn't. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> he was admitted to the Benedictine Monastery of Bury St. Edmunds Abbey in 1382. Huh. He took novice vows soon after and was ordained as a subdeacon in 1389. Based on a letter from Henry V. That Henry V. That Henry yeah. V. Lydgate was a student at Oxford University, probably Gloucester, which have you ever seen how to spell Gloucester? I showed her. I'm a New Englander. Oh, yeah, yeah, So you definitely know. I can spell it off know. the top of my head. It's uh, got a bunch <laughs> of extra fucking letters, and I'd like to say fuck everybody in England. So Gloucester College, now uh, Worcester College. We had a whole conversation College. about it. Uh-huh, yeah, she couldn't believe it. Yeah, there's a it bunch of extra ridiculous. letters. I yeah. was like, why would you be so difficult on purpose? G-L-O-U-C-E-S-T-E-R. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, because we started talking about Layla. Spelled um, oh, L-E-I-G-H-L-A. And right? I was like, that's so yeah. ugly. <laughs> Parents, Ligla. stop naming your kids with extra letters. <laughs> it's not necessary. L-A-Y-L-A is fine. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> what do you? What about L-E-I-L-A? That's, that's the one I like. she likes. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the one I like. That's, that's the one I like. We don't need the G and the H. It's confusing. Cut I it out. I don't know what it's started fine. this name conversation. Um, Because I have a friend whose daughter's name is Layla. The L-A-Y. Uh, like, like the Eric that's Clapton. That's so ugly. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. checking. Don't get too excited. And then we got talking <laughs> about the Eric Clapton song. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Eric Clapton, not as much of a piece of shit as Billy Joel. No, 100%. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Clapton. fifth Beatle. Yeah. 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 So. Um, we listened to a lot of old music that morning. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old as in Marcel listened to it when he was a kid? Yeah, pretty much. It's a bunch of 70s shit. Old yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard the, the that TikTok oh no? Oh no, no, no. That I actually You're don't... not allowed to know TikTok uh, no, trends I that I shit. don't know. Okay. <laughs> I actually don't have TikTok, so unless one of my kids either. mentions it, I really don't know. I, will play I have a 14-year-old sister who tells me TikTok things. Okay, yeah. No, that's good. I only know it because of the kids, right? If someone um, posts it to Instagram, I'll see it. But otherwise, yeah. I will not see any TikTok yeah. videos. Right. Um, I will play for you, though, because right. it's a surprisingly good song from the 70s that escaped me somehow. Ah. It's from the Shangri-Las. It's an all-girl band, too, and which is TikTok badass. introduced yeah. it to you? Um, yeah, it's a, like a positive. It's a. Oh, how the turn. It's like a thing. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Thank you for laughing at my office joke. That was very good. I love it. Thank you. Um, so this guy, having um, John Lydgate, having literary ambitions, he was an admirer of Geoffrey Chaucer, and he was a friend to his son, Thomas. He sought and uh, obtained patronage for his literary works at the courts of Henry the Fourth of England, Henry V of England, and Henry the Sixth of England. His patrons included, amongst many others, the mayor and alderman of London, uh, the chapter of St. Paul's Cathedral, Richard de Bouchon, 13th Earl of Warwick and Henry V and VI. His main supporter from 1422 was Humphrey, Duke of Gloucester, uh, which 
sounds like a Duke of Gloucester, Humphrey. Humphrey. Uh, <laughs> Lydgate's poetic output is prodigious, amounting at a conservative count to about 145,000 handwritten lines. Damn. So, Homie wrote, yeah. Yeah. Um, he explored and established every major Chaucerian genre, except such as were manifestly unsuited to his provision. Uh, profession like the Fablo. So he didn't write like the dirtiest shit. Okay. Um, but he wrote some. Um, no limericks you know, for this guy. Else. Yeah. So now, okay, let me give you what our beautiful editor, Kathleen Forney. We love Kathleen. Yeah, she's really great. Um, what she was trying to go for, okay, yeah. here just in general and presenting these things. Because I think her project is actually really cool. And I think what she's doing with it is really interesting. So I'll just give you her words and you can decide, okay? Um, the four anti-feminist poems printed here. So she admit, she titled her book the anti or this section of the text that she's responsible for the anti-feminist um, uh, tradition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she is saying these are anti-feminist right out the gate. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think so. I, and think, I think we agree. Uh, it's an yeah. understatement of the year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. um, so anyway, she says uh, first introduced to the Chaucer canon John Stowe's 1561 edition of his work. So as you could tell, if John Lydgate wrote one of these um, earlier, he was alive in like the um, late 14th century, early 15th century. Then we can say that this is way later because it's happening um, in the 16th century that these things are getting published, right? And attributed to Chaucer. Uh, may strike some readers as distinctly un-Chaucerian given the poet's reputation dating back to the 16th century as women's friends, right? Mm. So again, like you were saying, you know, he, he does write about women, yeah. At a time when nobody's fucking writing about women. True. Right? And, and Chaucer. Baby steps. Yeah. And Chaucer is like a weird dude too. He's a monk. But we know he also like hangs out in whorehouses and like other things. Yeah. Like yeah. He's, it's a weird fucking time to be a monk. And, and, <laughs> and people speculate that he only became a monk just to learn how to write. Okay. Like because he wanted to write shit. I mean like I get that. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was no other way. So yeah. he's like, well, shit. <laughs> you know, like, is, this is what I need to do. And yeah. has there ever yeah. been a time where it wasn't weird to be a monk? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Right yeah. now, it's weird to be a monk. It is. So she Even continues. A priest. Oh, Sorry, go ahead. oh no, please. Yeah, that's a. I went to a Catholic school, and uh, we had all sorts of problems with priests and mm -hmm. um, touching boys and girls. Yes. So and just uh, teachers. Lots of stuff like, going on. Yeah, Stop. Coach Andrade was one Maybe of them. Um, I was at Modern Day, um, and I will say these things because they happened and they're facts, and I don't care. But um, Andrade, who taught ninth grade, um, he did PE. He was a coach for a couple of things, basketball and something else. He was like women's basketball, uh -huh. and he was literally caught on campus fucking a senior in like, like they were both naked in like at the school. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and so he was. What, what was he turned into the police? Oh no, he was passed of on to another not. school. Uh, of right? course not. No, he was just fired. He was ah. asked to leave. He was given an opportunity to resign, and then you know he left. Uh, Doctor Stugenholtz, who was the music uh, director, right? I was good friends with my friend, who I will remain nameless because she's a victim, yeah. uh, and he, uh, uh, who died recently of uh, throat cancer, which I feel is like some weird karmic retribution, mm. right? Oh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no, but he um, uh, totally had like a one-year relationship with her that was very sexual, and it eventually came into um, the the limelight. And uh, was he in any way brought to the police or anything no. like that? Oh, no. Yeah. In spite of the fact that she had like overwhelming evidence this has happened, it fucked her up for years, too. Like, she wasn't able to have a normal um, relationship. She eventually, actually, with three other girls, 
um, who had cases against people at that school filed and won a lawsuit and they got money out of it. Um, You know, most of the money went to clearing the the court cases. But, you know, they were able to at least buy houses and they still have trauma and they're yeah, working on right. that and their relationships and whatnot. But well, that's uh, why the spotlight series was horrible. so important. Oh, yeah. You know, in the, the Catholic uh, sex abuse cases in Boston. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this yeah. is also, um, I don't know if you're Orange County um, knowledgeable, but it's modern day high school, which is seen as like a really prestigious. It's like a super yeah. bougie school. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. It is very like. Top end, their um, CIF Division One school, like they wow. they are all the rich kids go there. Uh yeah, and not only the, the sports program is insane. Like it, there's a very solid, they're a feeder school for like almost all the Division One sports. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna make, you know, if you're a star at modern day in football, there's a very strong chance you're going to a Division One playoff gotcha. school, like totally free gotcha. of charge, and you know, um, it, it's wild. So you know, um, these sentiments about the fact that religious people always have problems with women and relationships and those things, hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so anyway, getting back to this, um, our good friend here, Kathleen says, uh, Ms. Forney, um, or Dr. Forney, I don't know what, um, I didn't look up her qualifications. I should have done that. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, I'm assuming I she's probably either. a doctorate. Um, cause I these people did. are like hella intense yeah. when you're doing this kind of work. Right. Um, she went specifically into medieval literature to look for anti-feminist yes, poems. Yes, she did. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I believe yeah, that she's a PhD somewhere. I'm going to say probably, uh, yeah. yeah. And those takes... PhDs in medieval literature are no joke. Yeah. yeah. She's a, for sure. She probably knows she's her Latin. She's a hot Latin. ticket. Yeah, she Kathleen, knows her old I'm English. Kathleen, sure I'm sure badass somewhere. I appreciate you. She is a badass, 100%. <laughs> I love you, yeah. Kathleen. Yeah. Hashtag Team Kathleen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chaucer's genuine works do have their fair share of anti-feminist sentiments. So she had just gotten uh, done saying, like, yes, Chaucer is traditionally seen as somebody who is women's friends, but um, he does have his fair share of anti-feminist sentiments, usually with comic effect. The ironic uh, uh, encomiums uh, to wedded bliss in The Merchant's Tale, the heavily ironic defense of archwives at the end of The Clerk's Tale, uh, Chanticleer's cynical observations on the efficacy of women's counsel in the nuns and priests' tale, and the ambiguous portrayal of the wife of Bath, who, for all her defiant vitality, is nonetheless a textual embodiment of Jerome's wicked wife. However, only one poem today, printed as Chaucer's Against Women Unconstant, deeps as, uh, dips as deeply into the trenchant anti-feminist strain as that which is found in these poems that Stowe introduced to the canon. Although to modern readers, these anti-feminist lyrics may seem to violate a more refined and restrained courtly sensibility, in medieval misogyny and the invention of Western romantic love, R.H. Howard Block suggests that misogyny, by logical necessity, accompanies the idealization of the feminine found in courtly discourse. Block demonstrates that the paradoxical Western view of women as the devil's gateway and bride of Christ dates back to the asceticism of the early Christian era. Due to a variety of social and cultural factors, including the increasing economic and matrimonial power of women, this dichotomy is revived in the early Middle Ages. And Bloch suggests that the treacherous, duplicitous female is a necessary corollary to the inaccessible, idealized courtly lady. So there's like this weird split that happens in the Middle Ages. um, Because women, like, first of all, we're talking about the Middle Ages, which is like hundreds of fucking years, right? And we're talking about a shit ton of countries, Mm -hmm. right? And so what happens is, like, women's powers goes up and down, okay? And, you know, it's not good. Like, I'm not going to say there's a point where they achieve, like, equality and everything's fucking awesome, right? Uh, 
But there comes this point where women um, are able to get like uh, uh, matrimonial. So like when you marry, there's points in history where women were able to own things, right? And same thing, like just in general, um, there was also economic power. There were certain rich women that owned a lot of shit, right? And those women began to threaten male constructed areas, right? Because all of a sudden, and, and it happened like a bunch of different places. Like Catherine of Medici is a woman who owned like way more than any man and fucking was proud of it and would yeah. rub it in men's mm-hmm. faces. And as such, literary traditions sprung up to be like, oh, you got to watch out. <laughs> you know, like, you know, uh, uh, so it's really interesting. And that's what I think these poems kind of resonate of is this defensive kind of attitude that we have. And that's what this will continue to go on. Um, sorry, I'll just uh, read what she writes. The posturing of the impotent and exasperated lover or spouse could then as now be grounded in conviction or experience. But by the late Middle Ages, such poems circulating in secular uh, miscellanies um, appear to have become a rhetorical game of exercise. The wimpy, inept, mentally self-castrated male so com- prominent in these courtly poems is matched by the virago, uh, the sexually active woman, who beats him, tricks him, mm. and cuckolds him. These poems perhaps provided a corrective to the idealizing rhetoric of courtly discourse and were intended to be humorous rather than simply uh, vituperative or cantankerous, right? So again, okay. yeah, um, you know, she's obviously had a lot of time to think about this and write <laughs> about it. Um, and I think she does so really eloquently to say like, hey, you know, if you take what is um, kind of uh, happening at the times, these poems are a reflection of a male fragile defense of women's increasing power, you know? Um, and, and that's interesting yeah. because I feel like men still act this way. I was yeah. just going to oh, say, Nina, do. have you ever had a man be threatened by you and oh, by your power? Wow. Um, just like, just off the top of what your a, head. What a, what a bizarrely <laughs> specific question. Uh, yes, I have. Um, and I think especially you know, women who are in, uh, in higher education or in academia uh, often face this... Um, this notion of somehow your intelligence, somehow your uh, networking, your um, your desire to improve your, yourself in, in your profession or, or just for your own personal benefit uh, intellectually is somehow a threat to me because it's going against whatever gender norm um, I have subscribed to. And so, yes, that, that, is, that is a fair statement. That is something that has happened to me recently. <laughs> and it definitely transfers into dating. I think I said that to you, Marcel, like a week ago. Where I was <laughs> like, this is, a, this is a thing that I've encountered in dating where like, yes. men are so easily threatened by the fact that you may be of the same caliber or better where they're like, oh, no, I can't have my girlfriend being more educated or more successful than me. Or make more money. Or make uh-huh. more that, money. That's yeah. a big uh-huh. one. Yeah. yeah. We haven't even talked about money yet. Right. Yeah. And, and if you look at relationships as a balance, as that, um, you know, in, in a relationship that involves two people, that each person has strengths and weaknesses um, that are going to complement each other, then that shouldn't be a problem. And, yeah. you know, in, in relationships, sometimes one person seems more intelligent in terms of pure academic 
kind of what we pejoratively call book learning, but then the other person has certain skills and talents and knowledge that rounds out the, the ability of that relationship to exist in the times that we live in. Um, and if you are not willing to accept those checks and balances in a relationship, whether that's a personal romantic relationship or a friendship or a professional relationship, then you are going to have conflict. And unfortunately, a lot of that conflict falls along those gender lines. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> unfortunate. I- yeah, I agree with everything you ladies have said. Um, that being said, we are now approaching the very end of uh, this podcast. Aww. Yeah. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug anywhere um, you'd like to let people find you? And if not, that's absolutely fine. I just want to appreciate Nina for being here. And Aww, also say so nice that we came up with a lot of t-shirt ideas today. We did. <laughs> so yes. people should get all of them. Yes, and I, I want to also um, I want to appreciate Marcel and Allie, um, Marcel for inviting me, and uh, you know, Allie has been on this podcast before, and so she was uh, a great person to to <laughs> learn from and, and to watch uh, because she had this is actually my first experience on a podcast of any kind, sure. um, and so uh, you did so well. Thanks. <laughs> really nice. Well, yeah. um, I, I, and and in case no one picked up on you know the little. Uh, hints here and there. We, all three of us are educators, and uh, I do tell my my ninth grade students that eventually, when I quit teaching, um, I will become a stand up comedian. So uh, if you if you look for me in the future, hopefully I will um, be doing that for money, uh, you know, as my retirement plan. I'll be watching but you, Nina. Thank you yeah. so much. I appreciate it. But yeah, um, I would say follow my teacher Instagram, but it, it's very boring. So I I would say don't do that. Uh, but I would. <laughs> say please do continue to follow Marcel's podcast because this is great um, and as someone who has experience with medieval lit this is the most engaged I have been with it um, uh, in my now my two different English degrees so this is great sweet Yay. yeah we love medieval lit except for the misogyny <laughs> womp, womp, womp. there's really no way around it you know all we can do is uh, make sure it doesn't happen again we're right? here for the so, hashtags yeah. we're mm-hmm. here for the t-shirts Tune in next time. Absolutely. That's your line. Sorry, Marcel. No, that's quite all right. Uh, I share that sentiment. Um, You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. We're trying to branch out to other podcasts. Uh, Definitely make sure to visit marcelspodcast.com, where hopefully by the end of the year, we'll have some uh, T-shirts for you. This will be coming out probably by October, early October. So, um, cool. you know, happy October, everybody. Yay. And until Yay. we love October. Yeah, we do love October. We love Kathleen. We love October. We love holding men responsible for their actions. <laughs> we love hashtags and we love Marcel. Yay. Yay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have yourselves a wonderful, whatever time of day it is out there for you. Take care. See ya.